What is up? I'm your host, Gabby, and welcome to the Shit My Roommate Says podcast. Come vibe with my guests and I as we share our stories and open up about the taboo topics that roam around in most people's minds. All right. Welcome back to the Shit My Roommate Says podcast. I'm your host, Gabby. And today we have with us one of my very dear friends to my heart. I've known her for quite a while. Let's give it up for Miss Jessica Ritchie, people. Hello there, ma'am. Hello. How you doing, boo? I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) That's called being a mom. I don't know if there's any other emotion we feel. At this point, no. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, you have more than one? Oh, you're a pro. Olympic medalist? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me know. <laughs> so I know you're one of my loyal listeners. And yeah. how I like to start off the episodes are you, of course, my guest, introducing themselves, telling us a little bit about how we met. So feel free to take it away, Queen. I was a little nervous about this part. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, gosh, you and I met a really long time ago. It feels like now. Um, You got to start with who you are. Oh, sorry. I'm Jessica. (laughs) I am a married, uh, crazy mother of three. (laughs) Um, Let's see one girl, two boys. We recently just moved to Georgia. Um, It has been a time. (laughs) I can imagine. So, And I, right now I'm still staying at home with them. Um, My youngest recently started school. So it's kind of set me into exploring like what my next step is, you know, now that they're all at school, kind of going into new territory because I haven't this is all I've known since 2012 is being at home. I haven't worked since then. I'm just mom. So and that's understandable though, of course. Yeah. And now you yeah. get to, now you get to go into our favorite part. How did we what? meet, ma'am? Oh, yes. Um, well, you, oh God. I kind of feel bad because you met me at like one of the most hot mess times in my life. I mean, we had just moved to Texas. We knew no one. You were a hoot. nobody. Um, you know, Olivia was four or five years old. Liam was brand new, like had just had Liam. Um, I was kind of going through this whole postpartum thing. I was adjusting to my husband being gone all the time. Um, I was an emotional wreck. So like and- we got... And for those viewers who do not know, um, as a preface, Miss Jessica is an oil field wife. So she oh, yes. so handles her family load by herself sometimes, for the most part. So I jokingly just wanted say, to give them a little bit of a background. Oh, yeah, yeah. I jokingly say I am a single mom about 75% of the time. <laughs> <That's understandable. laughs> when he's home, then, you know, I'm... Well, I'm always married, but I just want to get that out there. I'm always <laughs> married. However, <laughs> however, when it comes to momming, I'm single mom 75% of the time. So, um, you know, going and 
going over to visit you after we met you, that was like the most exciting part of my day for so long. Like, you don't know how much joy you brought to me and Olivia every day. <laughs> you helped me to not have to work for like 20, 30 minutes out of my time all every day of my week. So I'm like, you know yeah. what? I don't mind this. I was sitting yeah. there probably YouTube on YouTube or Facebook anyway. <laughs> I swear Olivia would be like, let's go, let's go. Do you, is she there? And I'm like, of course she's there. My girl. <laughs> yeah, she, she always wanted to see you. And you know, it, I, like I did tell you, I will, I do have that sticker. She gave me way back when still on mm. one of my wallets that I had, you know, at that time. And every time I look at it, I still think of her and I, now seeing you on social media and seeing just how much of a supermodel she has grown to be, you know, I'm just, I'm going to take a picture. I told you, I'm going to take a picture of it. going to send it to her come graduation. And I'm going to be like, I remember, you know, oh I didn't forget. God. You're still this little girl to me. Oh, she will always be. She will always be so small to me. I, I just I love it. She's she my just, baby and she gets so annoyed. <laughs> like you're my baby I'm not a baby but you are bad girl, bad girl jewelry is three years old and I will I love I, and it's so funny to say because I used to hate it when my mom used to do it to me at, but I don't remember it when the, she did it this young she did it when I was older so I was already like to the point where I'm like you annoying me Jill is three I love to just suffocate just squeeze her I'm just like just I just want to love her so tight. I'm like, mm, she does not know the extent of how much, you know, I feel like our, mm -hmm. our first, our first children for sure, never know mm -hmm. the extent of how much they, like that love is just there. It's different. Definitely. And like, I've, I've actually had this talk with her. I'm like, you know, I love her and her brothers all the same, like mm -hmm. love them all but there is a different bond mm -hmm. with the one that made you mommy. Yep. And I've, I've tried to tell her that she, she doesn't get it, but I'm just like one day when you become a mom, you will understand. It is like a love, like a feeling you've never felt in your entire life. I feel like there is no other way to fucking introduce our topic. <laughs> better than that that yeah <laughs> so our topic of course today and I know the title kind of is gonna like confuse everyone it's let me love you it is the emotional roller coaster that comes along with parenthood the mm -hmm. the the loop-de-loops that people don't fucking tell you about if I knew now in 2021 what I did not know in 20 fucking 17. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was prepared, but I was not fucking prepared. <laughs> there's no, there's no possible way you can be like, you can sit there, you can read books because I read books. You can watch videos. You can get advice from everyone and it still doesn't touch. Like so, not by a long shot. I know, you know, we, we're, we're, 
I, I can't remember. I can't recall at the time. Where are you originally from? Oh, Lord, girl. Um, where did we, you grow up? Where, where are you from? I, we lived in Florida until I was about 11 or 12. And do you have brothers <laughs> and sisters? I have a half brother and a half sister. They are twins. Huh. Um, they live out in Oklahoma, um, which is where they've lived all their lives. Um, so did we you were never to... like, okay. I was going to say, did you we were never that? like raised together or anything like that, gotcha. but we really didn't even have a bond or anything like that until we were all adults and we could kind of decide for ourselves if we wanted to have that relationship. So you more so were raised as an only child mindset within a way, but you knew you had distant siblings that just weren't around 24 seven. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that'll be a perfect opposition then because see with my side of it growing up, I grew up, I'm the baby of four and I I've had, I like my family has just been there. They, my family has been a constant probably since I came out of, out of womb, you know? And so I grew up with the mentality of one, I'm the baby two, I'm going to get away with everything. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, but, um, I, I kind of grew up with that mentality of like, I still think of it to this day, but family is everything, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have a big family. So with my, with me being, um, the youngest, my, my brother is like 11 months older than me. And oh, wow. Close. Yeah. So we were, we, so it's funny, but we, we have been called twins for so much of our life because we, um, we grew up like, you know, we grew up together. Uh, it's funny because our birthdays are five days apart. So oh my gosh. technically for five days, we're the same age. So I oh. love to joke with him. It's always been a running joke since we were kids. I'm like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. We're the same age. He's like, I'm still <laughs> older. And I'm like, nope, we're the same age. <laughs> so it's always been that joke. But I've always grown up with like that constant. And once, so my brother and I are about 11, about 360 days apart, put it that way. And then from there, my other, my sister and I are five years. And then my other sister who I'm very close with, we're 13 years apart. And then from there, they stemmed off and had kids, you know, so they were the ones who reproduced. I chose to live a very selfish lifestyle and not have a baby until mid (laughs) twenties. That's okay though. I mean, that's how old I was when Olivia came along. I am perfectly yeah. fine with it. I feel I lived a great life. I've, I've done a lot, you know? Um, yeah. I don't think I've done as much as I've wanted to do, but I've definitely done my fair share of living and full of adventure. So if I were to die tomorrow, I'd be fine. You know, <laughs> I, I live a very positive lifestyle and I keep a mindset that way because 
No reason to be negative, especially when you're a mom. No time for it. No, absolutely not. And you definitely want to you want to show them too. You want to be that positive example because they're going through so many different things at school with their friends. So it's nice to have like at least guaranteed one person in their life. When you were growing up, knowing of course you didn't really have like those close siblings, did you want a big family? Did you when you when you thought of that thought process, did you consider like ever saying, hey, I'd have three kids or were you wanting less or none? Believe it or not, I really didn't want kids, okay. which is so okay. funny to me now. <laughs> I always wanted kids, but I had a lot of health issues growing up. So I was always told I couldn't have kids. I always were, oh. was told kids were not an option. And oh. I learned, yeah, right around maybe a few years before I met you, I was told that. So when I was married to Mr. Before, you know, we, we lived our life kind of like, mm, if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You know, like we were fine being completely us. We traveled. So that was our yeah. fun thing to do with each other. And when, of course, Jill came, prior to Jill coming, I wanted a big family. I, I did. Prior to finding out the health issues, I always thought I would have maybe between three to five kids, in all honesty. Oh, wow. Right? You'd think. <laughs> <laughs> but now, um, once Bad Girl Jewelry came along, fuck all of that. I, <laughs> I will tie my tubes tomorrow, but uh, tie them, burn them, cut them out. Just dude, I, I love my daughter, but fuck. <laughs> there I say, were times, I say, I say there were times that Liam would do something <laughs> that I would just be like, you will never have a younger sibling ever. And you know, and then Landon came along. <laughs> Chef and I, chef and I talk about it. We, we, I, uh, my man is so hot to me that I want to, I definitely want to birth a baby by that man. But at the same time, <laughs> we've raised my daughter, you know, our daughter, mm -hmm. I call her our daughter. Um, we've raised bad girl Jory together since she was four weeks old. So to me, it's oh. like, we had that with each other. We raised a baby yeah. together already. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I, well, I would love to have one with him, but at the same time, I just, I don't know if it's like, we're already here. We've already done this together. Let's do more with our lives. New chapter. <laughs> I got to tell you too. Um, what I had trouble with in my second pregnancy was being scared that I would not, I know anyway that I say this is going to come out wrong, being scared that I would not love him. Olivia? Yeah. Yeah. I worry about the same thing. I do. I, you know, I, I will admit it to this day. Bad girl jewelry is my miracle child. 
I did not expect her. I did not anticipate her. I wished for her, you know, since I was a child, but I never thought I'd have her until that test turned positive and I was like, I'm fucking pregnant. Oh my God. You know? And <laughs> that was when it made sense to me. I, I had no idea how to make sense of the conversation of the of the of the thought of the of any of it. I had no clue. I couldn't breathe when when I took my test after I found out. And I kid you not, I called my sister's phone frantic. Then my dad answered the phone and I'm like, give the phone to Krista. Where's Krista? And, <laughs> I can't tell you right now. I got to tell somebody else. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not going to tell my fucking parents. Fuck that. No, I, I'm in my twenties. I live by myself. No, I'm not telling my parents. <laughs> then my dad hands my phone off to my mom and I'm like, my mom's like, what's wrong? Oh my God. I was like, give the fucking phone to Krista. <laughs> and fine. And you know, like they're trying to calm me down at this moment. And I'm like, finally, my sister gets on the phone. She's like, Gabby, what, what's going on? I was like, it's positive. And she's like, what, what's positive? Like, oh, she's no. like, she's, she's like, freaking out with me here like very just like moment of time standing still and I was like the pregnancy test like I was crying <laughs> bawling I remember like mocosos like coming all down I was my makeup was fucked up I was I I was un 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 like unsettled I not unsettled I was so unhinged unhinged bewildered you know <laughs> oh my god I could not sit down I could not breathe I was flabbergasted I just I just found out my whole life is going to change forever and I never forever. ever I was always I always anticipated myself once hearing that news that I was just going to be the drunk aunt at the birthday parties I would get into the air balloons with the kids, you know, with my like, Arctic, oh my with my Arctic cup full of crack in, you know, I, I oh was prepared God. to be that person. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> I was going to be in that boon, my, that moon bounce now trying to catch my kid, you know, and everything just changed. Everything just yeah. was like, holy fuck. And then she came and I'm like, so she came early. Jill was a preemie. Um, she was 35 weeks and okay. she just, she had a lot of complications at first. Um, just little, little hurdles. She had to get over. Uh, we got over it. She's great. She's strong. Very, very strong. Damn firecracker. But <laughs> she I, get it from my mama. <laughs> she really, really does. But it was that moment of like, I'm here for you. You're here for me. I would sing to her when she was in my tummy. I sing to her now oh. and I'm like, you know what? Like at the end of the day, you're my lifeline. Like my whole life has just changed. Like I cannot think of life without you. Like, I don't know if I could live life without you now, you know, like yeah. it is true. And when chef and I talked about, you know, the idea of bringing another one and it was a thought, it was a thought in my head where I was like, am I going to love someone? else as much as I love bad girl jewelry 
And, you know, that's because I went through bad girl jewelry's pregnancy for the most part by myself. Um, Like I said, you know, chef didn't come till four weeks after Jill was born. And that is by God's good graces. Cause I'm not even religious, but something put him in our path. And, you know, this weekend marks three years. So we're doing something right. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, and it does say something that, I mean, you had just had a baby. You know, a lot of guys would just be like, no, that's okay. That's oh my God. Right. If I told you that story, you would be like, all right. <laughs> you, you have always known I have a way with words. Yes. <laughs> so yes. when I met, when I met him, we're messaging back and forth and I started the conversation and I was like, oh, you know, daughters and music and beer. Great combo. Like, I love it. Yeah. Yes. And we started talking, you know, about our daughters and he's like, oh, well, it's really nice when they can just start doing for themselves. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not there yet. Oh, not even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> you didn't need to know that. And, <laughs> you know, so when we start talking about things and he's like, oh, well, my daughter's this age. And I was like, my daughter's this age. And I like waited, I waited for him to run. I waited for him to bolt like, you know, an Olympic medalist, but nah, he just, he stuck around. I I had to, I had to really take a second for that. He stuck around. He, I have videos in my phone of moments where I would thought would have would have hoped maybe in you know in a different setting that that would have come from maybe bio dad just because I'm a very traditionalist where it's like that's what you're supposed to do but it was that makes sense it was so eye-opening and scary to see that this man who one I was just getting to know and understand at my own accord had just basically fallen in love with my daughter as much as I did. And it was so apparent. It was so visible to anybody within 50 feet of us, you know, like if, if we were under mass attack, he would duck, duck in front of us, you know, Mm -hmm. so that we would be protected. He would be our human shield at that moment. Or at least hers. I don't know. I feel both of us would be trying to protect her. But, you know, I know that I could trust my lifeline with him. Mm -hmm. So that is what scared me, but also made me realize, like, we're capable, you know, just because I'm a single mom, like, we're capable of having a very great family here. And it was scary it was trying, it was arduous, but at the end of it now, three years later, I'm like, I can't see it any other way. That's amazing. Except for the fact where I'm like, do I want to add another? (laughs) (laughs) Except for that fact. (laughs) Sad moment made like, well, back to reality. Well, you know, and it just may be one of those, one of those times where it'll happen for a reason, you know? I mean, 
<laughs> we actually had this conversation the other night. Um, I don't hide a lot from my kids. Um, I don't even know how the subject came up. We were having dinner at the kitchen table and it came up that, or I think Olivia may have even asked like, mom, was I planned? You know, did you and daddy like want to have me? Did you know before? And I was like, no, no, you were, you were not planned, honey. And Liam goes, well, was I planned? And I just looked at him and I was like, no. <laughs> and they were both kind of like, uh, I said, Landon was, Landon was planned. I said, you guys were just little oopsies. <laughs> and Olivia says, what? We were mistakes. And I was like, no, you were not a mistake. I said, you were a very happy oopsie. And so now it's, it's a thing. Yeah. It's they, oh, they were big surprises. I like to call I, Jill my rough draft. <laughs> rough draft. I like it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, just, she's my rough draft. So my first, my first date. <laughs> because I am so much, and, and it's weird <laughs> because I am, I am a millennial, you know, I am going to be 30 this year. I I grew up with that mindset of like, I don't know, call it maybe my Hispanic background, but I grew up where it's like, you want to be married to that one person forever and ever, you know, like divorce is shamed upon in a way it's frowned upon, you know, and to know that I've already gone through that once, it's like, "Mm, I want my traditional values. And of course, naturally Jill didn't come from a, uh, a traditional value, but that's where she's a rough draft, you know, but that's where I, I think of it. And I'm like, well, what I, if I do plan another one, like I do want those traditional values in it to where it's like, I want our last names to match. Like, you know, I want us to be financially prepared. I want to plan it. You say that about the last names, that is actually, that's, it's a lot bigger for kids than you even realize. Like it Olivia is. has her dad's last name and it was something where her dad and I were never married, but I, I thought she should have his last name too. And I mean, he and I were engaged, like we planned to get married. So we would have all had the same name. Um, and it bothers her even now, you know, that we are all Richies, but she's not. And she, it actually did um, come up at a time where she wanted to change her last name. And of course her dad wasn't having it. And it's, I don't it's, blame him. You know, that was, they're, they're still, they still have a relationship. It's not like he bolted and she doesn't know him. They don't have a relationship. I think at that point I could see, but like, they're very close and he wanted her to have his last name, you know, so. I did not give, I did not give bad girl jewelry bio dad's last name only because again, I, aside from helping make her, I did that. I did that pregnancy by myself. I pushed that baby out by myself with the help of my mom and sister, you know, I was on bed rest 
by myself. Yeah. And I don't think there's any pettiness to that. I don't think there's any disrespect at the end of the day. It's like, this is my child, you know? And I love how she is so proud of her name. Like you could just, I ask her, I'm like, what's your name? And she'll just belt it out with such pride and confidence. And I'm like, that's right, baby. But (laughs) I know that time is going to come from, it came from, originally I already heard it because, you know, I do have a bonus daughter from Chef and, um, there was a time where that was a conversation within Chef's Mm -hmm. co-parenting situation. Of course, he was not fond of it either. Mm -hmm. And it was understandable because he, like your situation, her dad has been in the picture that, Mm -hmm. that time, you know, for, for all of it. It's asked to me a lot if I would ever, you know, want to change Jill's last name to chefs and while I would not mind because of course, at the end of the day, that is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. I know my co-parent would not be fond of that either, even though that's not his last name that's on her stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also know it would be the same thing. It's not going to be, it's not going to be something any man is going to want for a child he births, no matter if he's in the picture a little bit or a lot, it's, it's not going to be an easy approval. Right. But yeah. that's where I thought about it eventually. And I'm like, well, you know what? I put bad girl Jory's last name as mine because no matter what, yes, my last name might change, but you're a piece of me. Yeah. You have my last name, you know, if you want, and I, and I would leave it up to her. I will completely leave it up to her because at the end of the day, at the end, (laughs) she has two dads. So when, and if, you know, she is of age and issues and she is wanting and asking and acknowledging that request and question. Sure. We'll we'll touch on the subject, but that's going to be up to her. Like, I'm not going to push like, do you want chef's last name or your dad's last name? Or do you want to stay my last name? She is so proud of her name now. I'm not going to change it. I'm not, I'm not going to even dabble with it. It's not anything of a concern at the moment. Mind you, she's only three. Yeah, but you, I think even the older she gets, the more that you, you know. I've heard it though. I've heard that topic coming up and yeah. I have family who is that way too. Um, my sister married, remarried, um, after her, my niece and nephew's father, um, to another man and love my bro-in-law who's the greatest, but you know, they, they had another child too. And so it's the same thing. Like my, my niece and nephew over here's last name does not match my sister's now last name with mm-hmm. her husband and their son. So it does make you feel left out. I have heard stories, not maybe just with them or about them, but I have heard stories where it does make somebody feel singled out. 
I tell Olivia all the time, even still, you know, it's, it is very common for, you know, members of the family to have the different last names for that reason. You know, sadly, the way it is now, you know, divorce, divorce is just that common also. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of mixed families with different last names and, and it's okay. You know, that was the biggest thing. I didn't ever want her to feel like she was left out. You know, like you are a Richie, even though Richie is not on your birth certificate, you're a Richie. My, so, and she's good with that. My sister who I would say is, you know, not necessarily my child, but an additional lifeline. Um, if I, something ever happened to me, my, my sister, of course, is already godmom. And I know my sister would raise bad girl jury exactly how I would, because my sister knows every detail about me down to my toenail polish like put it that way like <laughs> we know everything about each other we know everything you know and it's a, it's funny for a lot of people or surprising for a lot of people because you would not think that relationship would happen with half siblings but technically my sister and I are half siblings she has a different dad but, you know, that was from way before I was even thought of. And she basically, my dad, ba not, my dad basically raised her, like not, not adopted her, but, you know, raised her since young, kind of like chef. So we were never raised. And I guess that's, that also comes into play is like, if you were raised to feel like there's a half or a whole, we mm -hmm. never were, we never had any like this isn't a half sibling just because y'all don't have the same last names I questioned it when I was a kid because I didn't understand I was like no that's her last name's my last name you know mm -hmm. but after we started figuring out we're like oh no it's not <laughs> you know and that's when I was like why? and I would ask her I asked her I think maybe when I was like seven or eight maybe nine or so like, why doesn't your last name match mine? And she's like, well, we have different dads. And that's where I was just mind blown at that age because I was like, what? Um, you know, oh. but she was honest enough to tell me. She's like, we have different dads, but, you know, dad, my dad raised me, you know, raised us. And I was like, okay. And that's where she kind of told me, and we have a 13 year age difference. So I'm, you know, I want to say, let's say eight for the benefit. So mm -hmm. eight plus 13, she's 21 years old. I'm eight years old. And I'm like, well, you know, so like, you're not, we're not related. And she's like, you know, it doesn't, a last name doesn't mean if we're related or not, you know, it's the love you have with each other. And that's where like, I've never felt, even though we did come from separate dads, like there has never been a half or a whole situation. I was like, no, you're my, you're my sister. We actually have nicknames. We're sisters. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. I like that. You know, we do the same thing with Olivia and Landon and Liam. Like they're, they're not half siblings. They're siblings, mm -hmm. you know, and no need to get into technicalities. Like, exactly. You know, you all came from me, damn it. <laughs> I 
You all came from me, okay? You're related. (laughs) What are those personalities like? So do you have any... So what their age differences, I'm trying to think. So you said Livy is 13. She'll which, be 13 next month. Which would make and Landon then, like six or seven. Landon or Liam is eight. Liam, Liam, sorry. Yeah, Liam <laughs> came first. And then um, <laughs> I was yeah, thinking of Liam. the other one already. I I do that on the daily. I yell like seven <laughs> different names before I get to the right one, you know, because you throw in the dog and the husband and the kids and I, I hit the right name eventually. I understand that so well. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Liam is eight and then Landon is five. Okay. Um, the age gap between Liam and Landon is actually awesome because like... Landon doesn't really get on Liam's nerves that much. They are still interested in a lot of the same things, you know, mostly video games, riding bikes, um, playing with Legos, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Where the age gap hits is Olivia because she's coming into being a teenager. And I will give her this. And I'm not just saying this because she's my kid, but she's like the best big sister in the world. I mean, she will, if anyone messes with those boys, she'll kick their ass. She won't think twice about it. It's, it's the whole, I can screw with my brothers, but nobody else can. You can't. <laughs> right. Like, I will kill you. <laughs> but, and, and she takes that very hardcore. Um, but at the same time, she wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. You don't come to her room without knocking on the door. God help them if she hears them coming up the stairs to her room. Because in our house, the only thing that's upstairs is her bedroom. That is and awesome. Like, so we have like <laughs> the main part of the house and then she has her own. It's above the garage. She's got a bathroom. It's a massive room and it's all hers. She has um, a bathroom? Yeah. Oh she's my got gosh. her own. She's got her own she, little she thing. She's living there. the dream. She could be. She up really there. is. I just need to get her a mini fridge, and you wouldn't see her. Honestly, I've thought about it because the way that she snacks up there, I'm like, why do you even come down? Just I'd want don't a mini about fridge. It. I'd want one. Yeah. I feel like on the inside, she's screaming for a mini fridge. Filled she with needs one and tons of drinks. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm like, mm. when is her birthday? birthday idea birthday ideas oh you would love her room by the way she, i'm gonna visit she, and i'm just gonna go stay over there with her like you ain't gonna see fine. me i'm just gonna be like i haven't seen you let's do things girl talk <laughs> i'll find you out there i'll find you out on the back deck by the pond always that's, that's where you'll be ever <laughs> <laughs> no she gets on pinterest and she saw where people have been doing ivy walls Mm-hmm. behind their beds and stuff her room she took it next level okay so she's got the ivy wall behind her bed it's hanging from her ceiling it's draped around the railing upstairs it is like a freaking greenhouse in her room I love it but it's magical too she's got like the led lights hanging and I mean it is the perfect teenager room but yeah if if the if 
the boys I, are coming out love- to bother her, she's like screaming at them, did you knock? Okay, in and addition like, to her mini fridge, no. she needs a ring doorbell because y'all need to, she needs to know who's coming in at all times. Knowing her, she'll put, <laughs> yeah, she'll put in a, a camera and a speaker system and she'll be like, no, you can't enter right now. Keypad. I can just see yeah. it right now. Oh my God, that is so amazing. Oh, oh she's, I'm so happy for her. Oh, she's so cute. I'm, I'm loving I'm loving the independence of, you know, like she's very independent, but at the same time, I'm, and it's this whole, let me love you. Um, (laughs) I don't see her a lot because she's upstairs. She's on her phone. She's what the hell is it with kids lately? And like, she's got a flat screen TV up there with Netflix and all kinds of crap. And she'll have the TV on but she is watching something on her phone. She will watch an entire series of a show on her phone. Why? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know because I am one of those that I guess call us old, you know, call us moms, (laughs) call us bad eyesight or whatever. Cause if I have the opportunity to watch something on my TV. I'm going to watch it on my TV. (laughs) I see the practicality in that, but I don't know, maybe because hmm, I don't know. I have no clue on that one. I'm too old. I'm not a teenager. It makes me so sad because she's going through this whole phase of she really does just want to be left the hell alone. You know, she's trying to figure out herself. You know, we were that way at her age too. I know, but I just want to, I go back to, I tell her this story all the time. She's heard it a thousand times. I know she's sick of it, (laughs) but I remind her of when she was a baby, her dad, you know, her dad and I were together at the time, but he was a truck driver. So he was gone back and forth to California or wherever. My dad's a a truck driver. I get it. Oh, so you know the life, you know the life. Um, but it would just be me and her. And I tell her all the time, like I would put her right here and we would nap together on the couch. And I would always, it's amazing when you're a mom and you nap with your little ones, you don't move. Uh -uh. And you know, if they move, you snap Uh awake, Uh like right then. And I tell her that, you know, God, I miss when she would just want to nap with me you know, and now it's just like, hey, Olivia, do you want to watch a movie tonight? No, I just want to go upstairs. Okay. I'm already Not even if I let you pick the movie, like. I'm I'm already vetoed. She's only three and daddy comes before me any day. Oh. It's daddy, 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 daddy. Don't get me wrong. If I, because (laughs) he works from home, so she's with him, like, all day right. and so and he gets his nickname chef for a reason he makes some bomb ass food so <laughs> I mean just imagine he's a glorified more handsome lunch lady <laughs> you know for her breakfast and her lunch meals because the meals I make are definitely not the quality meals she gets she's like he cuts her sandwiches and cuts her fruit. I'm just like, oh, so cute. And then he has to make sure that her hair is up. So he puts her hair up in a ponytail for her. So it's out of her face. And oh my God. 
he he I'm one of those like I guess like that's my like little like mm, my protection where I don't want her to spill cups yet so I I still try and use her like 360 cup oh yeah <laughs> and yeah. he goes no she's a big girl right bad girl jewelry you're a big girl and he, she goes I'm a big girl daddy and he gets her a, real, a, a normal cup at three and, mm-hmm, and she's just like wow yeah, I'm done. yummy no that is awesome I'm just like but yeah I'm vetoed already but it's all about daddy unless I'm getting ready to leave for work she's like mama don't go you know or if I come home on like lunch break or whatever she's like mama stay but if I'm working like for the podcast because you know I try and put in a little bit of hours on when I get off of work she's like she'll do this she's like mama put your phone down mama put your phone down mama stop I'm like, okay. At that moment, I know she just wants love. And I'm like, yeah, come here. And I, that's where I get my suffocating arm. I'm like, come here. <laughs> oh, yes. And you want to you wanna soak all that in as yes, much as you can. I do. I, I mean, do. it will happen overnight. You won't even see it coming. One day, they just want to be with you all the time. And you're having that. sleepovers. I'm serious, though. It's so... God, it is. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like, I like my quiet. My kids go to bed early. I you yeah, can you think <laughs> you can take like okay. So, and I know some of the moms are gonna be like, wah, 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 but it's fine. Whatever. I do my thing. Y'all do your thing. Everybody has different but, views, different perspectives. Yes. It's all good. Yes. We don't mom shame. No. Um, the boys normally about seven o'clock showers, baths, whatever. And then I'm like, here's your iPad, lay in bed, it's quiet time. You don't have to go to sleep yet, but you're in there, you know, because I am done. You know, I am up at, my day starts at five o'clock. I like to be up a little bit before the kids have to get up so that I'm not just stumbling around the house, not knowing what the hell I'm doing. If I Um, don't get up early, I get you, dude. I get you. It's it's a mom, it's a mom mindset. Like if you do not get up at least an hour and an hour is me rushing. I need an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. I need an hour and a half because I'm so groggy that I need at least 15 minutes for myself just to like come to. Yeah. Seriously. I can't, I cannot jump up and just get the ball rolling. I can't do it. I'm, I'm not capable of it. And if that means that my first alarm is going off at 4.50 a.m. during the week, so be it. Because I need that time to get my mind right. Um, but yeah, so the boys are, you know, in bed at 7.30-ish. And it's lights out, iPads off, lights out by 8.30. Because, like, their bus comes at 6.30 in the morning. So they're up no later than 5.30, brushing teeth, combing hair, getting dressed, having breakfast. I am big on structure mm-hmm. you need and it. not rushing. I don't like to rush to anything because that's when you forget stuff and that's when people get cranky and that's when <laughs> they're screaming and crying and fighting. I hate starting my day like that. And yes, having structure and being so scheduled sometimes can come back and bite you in the ass because like if it's a day where the dog wakes up and she's got an upset stomach and she's throwing off 
our whole entire groove I've had that. that part sucks but like when I said 75% of the time I am a single mom these three kids would run all over me if there was no structure at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean for the most part I just I do kind of just let them do their own thing but there are still boundaries there are still bedtimes there's still, you know, we eat at this time. This is when dinner is. You can go ride your bike with your friends, but you are home because this is when we eat. They need that. Yeah. It gets a little more chaotic when Josh is home because that is when I have hit my, I don't give a fuck. Like daddy's home. Daddy can do it. Daddy's been gone for 14 days. Mommy is peace out. I'm done. Mm -hmm. That is when I take my hour long bath in the evening and daddy can handle bedtime. Yeah. But but you (laughs) have that structure to where it's like, it shouldn't be an issue for him at that point. Like you already have it down. Oh no. Uh, But of course they're going to try and test those limits. That's the other bad side of having a schedule and structure. And he hears mommy doesn't do it that way. He hears that a lot. It makes me sad. Sometimes though, if I'm pissed at him, I'm like sitting back here laughing because I'm like, they're getting you. They've got you. But then other times I will go in and I'll go, Landon, Landon's the worst. He is our, um, he's our creature of habit. Mm. He's our, we call him our little old man because (laughs) if it is not, (laughs) no (laughs) if it is not done a certain way, if he is not in bed at a certain time, he is done with you. <laughs> He's absolutely done with you. Um, so yeah, if Josh isn't doing things the way that mommy does them, it kind of screws them up a little bit. So I guess probably I'll say ever since we moved to Georgia, I have tried to scale things back on, on certain things to make it easier on Josh when he comes home. And then I tell the kids, if daddy doesn't do it exactly the way that mommy does it, please don't give him shit. You know, daddy is gone for two weeks at a time and he wants to do all these things with you because these are the daddy things that he's missing out on. Mm-hmm. So just, just let him do it, you know? It's tough, it's for, really tough. Being an adult now, you know, my dad, was a truck driver, is a truck driver. And when I was growing up, like he wasn't, well, my parents were divorced. So of course on his weekends, we were with him, but we went, we would go on the trucks, you know? And once I got older, I didn't want to be on the trucks anymore. You know, time of the month happened and yeah, I didn't want to be on the truck. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know, I would see my dad here and there and <sighs> It really, it really makes a difference though, being around your dad 24 seven and then him working away and then coming back one, they have, he, as a dad has to relearn you because kids attitudes and personalities change on a daily, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that was the hardest part for my dad and I growing up was that we would be so on and off that it wasn't necessarily that he knew 
my personality too much because he wasn't around enough. Not, Mm -hmm. not because he, you know, had other things, better things to do, but no, my dad, and this is where I developed it, but my dad's a strong workaholic. My dad is one of those, like, he hust- he's a hustler, you know, like mm-hmm. I, 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 th- I say it as a good term, but he's a, he's a hustler, you know, like he's going to go out and work and he's going to go out and work till he cannot work no more because to him, it's, I'm, he has built his business to where it is now, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get it. I respect it. But at the same time, it doesn't make an easy process when you have children. Right. So I learned growing up, like, hey, my dad is doing stuff because he needs to support us. When I became a parent, I took it and adapted it with, hey, I'm a parent. I'm going to be here for you. So I'm going to make time for the things that are important. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to blame my dad for not making that time growing up. But at the same time, I'm not going to say that that is the social norm that should be accepted now as times have changed and evolved like hmm, make time you know yeah but I'm not gonna blame my parents because at those at that time they just they didn't know they weren't what is it what is the term like baby boomers and stuff you know they (laughs) I do you know what I mean though like there was so many (laughs) like there it was a different era it was a different time period in a way you know, like things were yes. different. So they didn't have as much resources and stuff as we probably do now. So right. I, can't, I can't fault them. But at the same time, it's like, hey, I remember this about my childhood. It is up to me now to make myself a better adult and to make a better life for my child. That's how I see things. Josh has said more than once, you know, that this life that we have lived you know, for the past eight, eight and a half years or whatever it's been now, he's, he's done, you know, mentally, he, the kids are getting older, it's getting harder for him to realize, like, our baby, our baby boy is five, you know, Josh, um, Josh missed Landon's first day of school here, his very first day of school, Mm. he's, he's missed a lot, a lot of things, we, we celebrate birthdays, holidays on whenever he is home. Rarely do we celebrate them on the actual day. And he said to me, he's missing it all. And he wants to be more present, you know, and it's a hard choice. So it's like, do you continue with this career that has given your family everything, you know, and you know, everything's all right. Or do you sacrifice all of that to be able to be home and have all of these times with your kids? It's a really tough, it's a a catch 22 because you're, you're doing so well and supporting for your family so successfully. And everything is okay without you being there. Don't get me wrong. Like y'all miss them. You miss him, you know, right. A lot, but you as a strong unit together, you have it handled while he's away. You're willing to sacrifice your time and saying like, Hey, I just need the two weeks that you're here or, you know, however long, um, 
I just need at least two or three days of that for myself to recoup. And then I'm good for next time you go out, you know, that's, but that's the sacrifice y'all as a unit make for your, your family. And it works mm-hmm. for y'all right now, but I do understand where he's coming from. And yeah, it's a definite, it's a definite, you know, page turner. If you know, weighing those options, I get it though. But the one thing that he should feel blessed at is that he has such, such a strong parental unit holding the fort down, no matter where you live, even in the setting that y'all did just move to a new state, you know, like, like you've random, totally random. (laughs) You, but y'all may, y'all have made it worse. Like Mm -hmm. I met you in Corpus Christi, you know, and then Mm -hmm. y'all moved to San Antonio and then we were able Mm -hmm. to see each other again. And y'all were here for such a long time. And then you now move to Georgia and you know, it's, it's definitely, it's full, it's, y'all's life has been so much adventures and transitions, but y'all are strong together. That's what makes it all worth the while. And that's how we knew this move. We were both like, you know what, if we could move and leave everything that we knew in Kentucky to go to Corpus Christi, where we knew absolutely no one he started, you know, this brand new career path. He went from being a cop to the oil field. I remember that. Um, that was huge. That I was such a huge deal. I remember the little beat up car. <laughs> oh my God. That was the worst car ever. I remember I was just like, I thought about towing that car at one point. And I was just like, when I found out who it was registered to, I was like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah, that was his little work car. And then that's what you told me. They're like, he's his little work car. He just makes it work. It's, it is what it is. He doesn't need something great. I think at that point, I think he was working. Charlie, Charlie just knocked a pillow onto the floor and she was like, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, um, I think at that point he was working out in Alice and he just bought this beater of a car I, I mean I think it was a Geo Metro if I remember correctly it was it was the Wayne's World car and he's like six foot five first of all <laughs> so watching him get in and out of this car was just mind-blowing that he could even like if you, if you remember that part <laughs> in Space Jam where they're getting ready to go to the game and then that guy they're waiting in that long line of traffic and that guy is just in the tiny little car he's, like, he's so big crunched in there that is exactly <laughs> how i thought of josh driving that car <laughs> oh and if i remember correctly if i remember correctly the windows didn't roll up or there was at least it, like one window that didn't roll up or no, something it was like there was one window down at all times <laughs> all the time yeah it, it was so sucks. sad how i remember all of this <laughs> Well, like, like I brought up to you earlier with you, um, the Oho. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. You know what? This is going to be one of my longer episodes because we are definitely getting there already, but no. So we're, we're gonna, our finale is the Oho segment. Put it that way. Oh, this is the greatest. (laughs) You get to tell them about 
are Ojo. So, okay, for the viewers who do not know, Ojo is a Hispanic, um, it's within our Hispanic, it's, it's within Mexican culture. I'm pretty sure it's within more cultures than that. I just, I grew up with it. Ojo is basically somebody who has given you like the evil eye, the, mm-hmm. who has put, I say Oscar, like they know what it is, but um, <laughs> it's, it makes you feel ugly. Like they've, they've put like envy almost onto you in a way. And it mm-hmm. just, it casts, it casts a negative energy, put it that way. Okay. I know yeah. this sounds super spiritual. It sounds super like different, <laughs> but that's oh. what basically Oha is. So the way you get rid of Oha is you get an egg and you pray, you recite prayers. Um, you say like the Lord's prayer, uh, you do different things. You, 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 you pray, you know, but you're doing crosses over a baby. It usually happens to a baby because of course, so many people are like, Oh my God, look at the baby. La, 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 la. And well, and isn't there something where if they're admiring your baby, like they need to touch it. Like, well, yes, so they that's Oho. So or, that's Oho. Yeah. Yes, Oho is like, it is that. So it's kind of like when people just say like, oh, I love your bag, la, 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 la and you're like, touch it. Because yes, they're, they're throwing them onto that. It's, it's a, it's a energy. Okay. Um, so, but a lot of people call it evil eye because it's like, you're, you're throwing and it's, I've always associated it with like envy because it's something that you find beautiful, something you want, something you don't have, yeah. you know? So I've always associated that Oho with like envy that you're putting onto somebody. And envy, of course, is such a negative cast that you, it makes you feel ugly. Like it, it unbalances your character in a way. That's yeah. how I take it, of course. But, um, so the way you, you resolve it, you get rid of it is you, you rub an egg and you rub it, you know, on like in crosses all over, I say a baby, for example, um, mm-hmm. while reciting prayer. And then once you have basically covered this whole baby full of crosses, you know, ma- imaginary crosses, <laughs> um, I said, I wasn't going to get religious. This is all religious. Uh, once you do that, um, you then, you have a cup and you put it, you, you fill the cup, like maybe like halfway of water. And once you've done all the crosses and like touched the baby, like you, you're absorbing that energy into this egg. And so once you're done, the baby's, you know, completely covered, you crack the egg and the egg goes in the water. Well, if a baby's in a crib or if a baby's in a bed or whatever, you're going to put it under that, wherever that baby is sleeping because it's going to absorb and pull that energy down or whatever. Okay. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I don't know these things. It's something I grew up with. It's something I truly believe in and it works. Okay. It works oh, my child. I am a firm believer now. <laughs> I am a firm believer now. Well, when we first moved there, I mean, we had heard, you know, people talking about it or you hear about it. And I was just like, what okay what we should probably tell people that have never lived in corpus christi is that it's 
I mean, what would you say? It's the demographic is mostly Hispanics. Mostly Hispanics, yeah. Mm-hmm. For so the most part. When Wait. you move from Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> to <laughs> to Corpus Christi, it is it is a culture shock. Literally, it is a culture shock. It was. And but I loved it. I mean, the food, the music, the people, the I mean, just loved it. Um However, the the Oho thing that was um that was hard for me to really get, and so You're, I think that day you came to me frantic because Liam just was inconsolable. He was losing stop. his shit. Yes, and I and Completely. I I knew I was I was a little hesitant to even like suggest it to you because of course I knew one you came from Kentucky. So this isn't something you've probably heard of. It's going to sound completely witchcrafty or whatever. So I knew to one of those, it's like, one, I met you through like my old job at the time. So I was like, great. She's going to complain about me or whatever, you know, but when I, when I was able to make you a believer, you know, and you saw then, then it went from there, you know, like he calmed down. Oh, it, it wasn't just one of those, like, it was not a coincidence. No, I he mean, calmed down. He calmed down. He was a totally different child. It was a complete 180. He went yeah. from the little baby, the little demon baby in Incredibles to just like calm. I mean, no, and you say that, cucumber. and that is the best way to describe what this child was going through. Yeah, the little devil baby. I mean, honestly, it's a good thing that you did that because Landon may not have come along. If that had kept going on with Liam, <laughs> You're like, we would have been done. Yeah. Precious. Yeah. I, I will, I'll be sure to tell Landon that so he can thank you for giving him <laughs> life. <laughs> I help you come here. Yes. But I know I. I, and you know, I'm very glad that I was able to share something that came from my mom, technically single mother, raising me doing that. I'm glad I was able to share that with somebody, me not even having kids at that time. I was early twenties, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you were just so, I say scared, you know, I, girl, I was already going through it anyway. I knew, but. I mean, I wasn't was there to seriously? judge you. I was there to be your friend, you know, and at that time you needed a friend and I did not know how to console babies, but I knew how to get rid of Ojo. <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly one of the darkest points of my life. Like we they... helped each other. Yeah, I think so. I really do. I really do. And of course, you know, um, after that, it made me a believer in all kinds of different things that I was hearing and reading. And I welcomed you to you Texas know, I, properly. Oh, yes, you did. Especially South <laughs> Texas. Yeah. Oh, but I'll never forget it ever, 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 ever. Olivia still remembers it. And sometimes... <laughs> If if Landon's really upset about something, Olivia will be like, he's got the ojo. <laughs> Love it. You know what? That that means the world to me. She was 
five years old when I met her and she still remembers me exercising her, her brother. (laughs) Exercising the demon out of her brother. (laughs) Demons come out. (laughs) Oh my God. All I know is that he was so red from just crying. And then I'm almost certain, I think he fell asleep like shortly after. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, he was so exhausted. Yes, of course. Once you did that, it really was like, he felt this release, you know, and he was like, oh good, I can go to sleep now. (laughs) It was (laughs) wild. Peace out world. (laughs) It was wild. Never seen anything. Well, I, I think I did tell you that it's been such a long time ago when the kids and I, um, we flew out of McAllen to Florida to visit family. Mm-hmm. And these two women were saying they did not speak any English at all. And Josh was kind of learning like the oil field Spanish, which gotcha. we all know what that is. <laughs> and, um, but they were admiring Liam. Yeah. And but they, well, the one woman, I, she knew enough English basically to ask me, is it okay if I touch him? And I was like sitting there in the airport going, okay, sure. They're on my flight. I'm going to be nice, you know? Okay, fine. You want to play with the baby. That's fine. So, but they were murmuring like in Spanish. I don't know what they were saying, but they kept like touching his feet rubbing his face and Josh was for the flight (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably um but Josh kept going he Josh felt like they were saying a prayer over him and I believe they probably were too but they were they went from basically sitting across the way from us just staring at him to to that so then after you know, you have given me the explanation of Oho and all that. It all made sense to me because before that, I didn't know what the hell these ladies were doing. I just thought, oh, they love my baby. Okay, here, you know? And then after you said that, I was like, oh, they were just trying to make sure he didn't scream the entire flight. I get it now. They probably were giving him Oho and then just like silently with their (laughs) invisible egg trying to cure him really. (laughs) Oh, bed. <laughs> Undo. <laughs> Control Z. <laughs> oh my God, Jessica! I could not have had a better guest for this segment. I think that you are so strong for being able to raise three beautiful and very, very respectful kids, and Thank they're just you. so beautiful. I love seeing all of your posts whatever you do and say about them and your family I love seeing everything of course you know I've been kind of on your I've, I've been an innocent bystander for now what a little almost 10 years oh so, yeah I yeah. mean I just I look forward to all of it and I thank you so much for coming on today and allowing people to understand a little bit more of the roller coaster that we call parenthood and understand yeah. that there are more loops and highs than lows and everything in between. And I'm glad that you and I were able to kind of give a little bit more insight for everything. And 
tell people, you know, it's, it's okay to be a mom and it's okay to be a crazy mom. <laughs> oh, oh yes. Trust me. Trust me. I, I rock the crazy mom numerous times a day. <laughs> Is there anything <laughs> you would like to leave the guests with tonight? Um, you know, just don't, don't let them growing up pass you by. I get that. Don't, you know, don't have any, any regrets. Don't, when they are grown up, I don't want anyone to look back and go, I wish that I had been with them more, you know, because even when they don't want you around, even when they're like, get out of my room. No, they want you around. I give Jill at mm-hmm. least a million and one kisses a day, just so she knows, yeah. just so she knows. I'll give her less maybe later, but until then it's a million and one. And she'll remember that for the rest of her life. She will. Of course. <laughs> well, everybody, I thank y'all again for coming in and tuning in to the Ship My Roommate Says podcast. My name is Gabby. If y'all are interested in wanting to be a guest or have any topics or suggestions you'd like to share, feel free to reach out to me at Gabby, G-A-B-B-Y, at ShipMyRoommateSays.com. We are also discoverable on Instagram and Facebook. We also live stream on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, you name it. We're probably on it in process of iHeartRadio and Pandora. Uh, Also, feel free if you're interested in wanting to see what our beautiful faces look like, you can check us out at YouTube. Miss Jessica, it was a pleasure having you. I love you to the moon and back. Thank you so much for coming on and we will definitely talk soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed today's topic and guests, just stay tuned and subscribe.